It's another fine Saturday morning. It is time for the Cummins Real Estate Group Show. Saturday morning, and if I'm doing the math right, which I probably am not, I believe this is the 12th episode of the COVID series of the Cummins Real Estate Group show. With, you got it, Curtis. So yeah. Michelle Cummins, of course, is our expert. Michelle, 12 episodes in now. Can't believe it. Yes, absolutely. 12. You it's haven't like had to see me for three full months. <laughs> Loving it. <laughs> it's not a baker's dozen of episodes, but no. No, now here's the problem is that I have had a lifelong um, dislike for the number 13. Um, uh, it's not. It's a weird superstition, I know, but is I don't know how we're going to get in, by next week's episode. Is it because you grew up in Richmond? You, you know, no, it's, I don't know. I've always had this weird superstition about 13. I, I, you know, don't like it when guys wear it on my teams when I was a player or when I've coached. Mm. I've just always, I don't like 13th floors and buildings. I like the ones that go from 12 to 14. <laughs> I know it's did you, silly. Did you but... watch Friday the 13th? No, not really. Mm. Freaky Friday? Well, I've seen Freaky Friday, of course. <laughs> but the but original, is... not the new Lindsay Lohan version or whatever that they came out with or... See, the original is the one I really like and watch, too. I, you know, that's a good one. I really like it. I never watched the remake. Yeah, no, I never. See, I, mean, I don't think I've seen the remake, but I remember that we're showing our age here, but I remember the original. It is true. But originals just seem to always seem to always be better, right? Uh, that's why I have a hard time watching, like, the Gre- the second Grease with Michelle Pfeiffer's awesome, but never really got into those because I like the original Grease. And it just seems like all the originals are always better. I'm sure there's some... You know, exceptions. But there are rare occasions where I think uh, maybe the the original, you know, maybe didn't fire on all cylinders, and they remake something and it's better. But usually, yeah, usually the copies pale by comparison. Guess what I watched last night? Ah, uh, let me think. What did you watch last night? Um, Real stories from the ER, starring Michelle Cummins. <laughs> no. Uh, uh, no. Still one of my all time favorite episodes of that show. No, I watched a Western. I've always wanted to act in a Western. I would love that. But I watched, okay, think Western and comedy. Think Jackie Chan and... And Owen Wilson. Oh, yeah. Shanghai Noon. So good. It is a great movie. (laughs) Oh, it was so funny. It was so funny. And what was the part? Okay, Richard was saying that um, Owen should be uh, Chip Gaines in a movie about Chip Gaines and Joanna Gaines. You know that would kind of work, yeah. Uh, you know, I you know I think Owen's a little older, not much, but uh, yeah, I think that he they, they, he probably could play him. And what about the girl that played Lana Lang in Smallville? Uh, she's from Vancouver. She's an actress. She's in this law movie right now or TV series. I think a Netflix series. Uh, but she would make a great Joanna Gaines, too. Yeah, no, I mean, I, they should make a movie about those two. When you think about what they have done uh, with their careers, with their, you know, their home renovations, their real estate business, and then their their charitable sides, too. I mean, they're and with all these kids. Oh, my gosh. I know. They're like the perfect couple, the perfect family, like the perfect, like, what everyone aspires to be and do. They've just, they've just it seems like they've just gone for life. They've just done it. They've just a full out, just 
went in with everything they got and they're doing everything. It's great. Well, they're kind of an example of, I think, of a couple that absolutely complements and completes each other because he's yeah. nuts, but is so good <laughs> at all the stuff he does. And she's obviously, you know, more, you know, grounded and centered. And, they're like, uh, yeah. The yin and yang. Yeah, and she's got the business brains and the business savvy and the design savvy and stuff like that, and he can just go make it happen. So perfect together. I know, I know, I love it. I love it. Uh, So talking about, uh, like, entertaining, I just happened to go on your Instagram uh, the other day, and I'm like, you haven't, are you even alive, Curtis? You haven't posted since 2019. (laughs) I don't do a lot on my own Instagram. I always forget I have it. The last photo of you is your head through a Hawaiian dancer's body. Oh, wow. So that was, yeah, that was in December when we were in Hawaii. You got it. Yeah. So I haven't posted in like six months. Wow. Okay. I Well, I've done some stuff on the the radio station Instagram page. Yes, that's true. That's true. I mean, we've done a couple of these uh, confessions with a Pope where I've interviewed, uh, you know, artists on there for like, you know, half an hour. That's cool. That is cool. (laughs) <laughs> but I do have to start getting some content on my own uh, my own page then. Yeah, uh, it would be fun. Share some of your life well, with us. <laughs> nobody wants to see them. Trust me. They don't want anything. <laughs> it's me yelling at three teenagers to do their schoolwork. That's what it is right now. <laughs> well, my, my Instagram, I try. I don't put a lot of personal. I do. Like, my whole life is personal, I guess. Business and personal is the same to me because it's just all wrapped up together but um i do a little bit uh on that but i try to you know yeah I've, i i'm trying to get to i want to get to five thousand followers and i know that's like a big like that's just i don't know why i just have that figure so that's my goal and so i'm trying to upload mine with enough uh you know uh content and sharing enough interesting posts and informative uh to help uh to you know that it's an interesting that somebody would want to go to it right i don't want a follower who doesn't ever look at stuff right so i'm trying to <laughs> fill it with good content <laughs> okay so i know we got to get on because we really need to stick with our 11 minute segment this first segment okay well we're trying to we're trying to be better with our time because you and me are are notorious for um having the gift of the gap it's true so i'm really going to try we need an alarm to go off at 11 minutes but okay so we're going to talk this segment about Cost when buying in British Columbia. So cost of purchasing a property, uh, some hidden, some you don't know. Uh, I wanted to make it clear for buyers to know what costs are in British Columbia. So uh, everyone knows, of course, sellers pay and uh, for commissions uh, to the realtor brokerages and then around $1,000 of legal fees. So it's pretty cut and dry for sellers, commissions and legal fees. But with buyers, it's a little more um, complicated. There's more to it. So most uh, expensive cost for purchasing for a buyer is property transfer tax, which is, you know, acronym PTT, or the PPT, which is property purchase tax. So same thing. You might see it called PTT or PPT. Same thing. It's 1% on the first 100000 and 2% on the remaining up to $2 million. And anything over $2 million, the government wants 3% on anything over the two million mark. So, for example, on the, let's say a six hundred thousand purchase price, you have a tax of ten thousand dollars to pay on completion day. So, your lawyer will do the adjustments, and you'll see that extra that tax uh, added to the purchase price. Other taxes to keep in mind is 
5% GST. So that's only, though, on, like, land and new construction. There's a couple different places where it may be, um, you know, pertain to your purchase, but most purchases don't have the GST. But if you are buying new or land only, uh, a couple other things, you'll have that. But keep in mind that if you are purchasing a property that's brand new, that's under 750000 like my one I have in Harrison Mills, then you don't have to pay any property transfer tax. They waive it. So they don't want to double tax you, which is quite nice. They implemented that a couple years ago. Uh, so you would only have the 5% GST if it's under 750. If it's 750 to 800, there is a sliding scale. You'll pay some of the tax. Uh, but not all of it. And then over 800, you'll pay the whole property transfer tax and GST. The thing with GST, though, is you can put that into your mortgage. So your mortgage uh, provider can do that for you. So you don't have to come up with it over and above your property uh, purchase. And then there's legal fees, of course, of around $1,000. So yes, both sides, seller and buyer, both have their own legal fees. Uh, and uh, get buyers at the same price, around 1000 unless there's a bit more uh, things for the lawyer to do, such as if it's a strata, they have extra documents and adjustments that they're going to have to do. So it does uh, cost more because it takes them more time. But you're looking at around 1100 1200 900 to 1200 let's just call it. It's either notary or lawyers you can use. Now, now, is there a is there a benefit to using one or the other? Because I know I've been asked that before. Because people think that I'm on a real estate show, I would know. <laughs> not, not really. Um, there's, you know, uh, both really should have fiduciary duties to you, and both have, uh, you know, legal expertise. But if something looks like it's going to be really complicated, let's say you're let's say you're purchasing a property that maybe it's a, for, uh, a court order sale that's complicated, or maybe there's a divorce you're buying from a divorcee, or maybe there's a whole bunch of charges on title because there's, you know, the the cousin lived at the property and they think they own part of it. And then there's all these complications uh, or hiccups or charges from uh, debt, debt providers, charges and liens. If it looks complicated on title, you know, have the lawyer review it. And I say hire a lawyer just because they can really go to bat for you and they it's just a, a bit more um, technical and legal stuff that they have to do. So I would say go to a lawyer for if they're, if it looks a little complicated. Okay. Uh, yeah. Uh, but otherwise they're both, you know, uh, just fine for, for conveyancing. Okay. So then there's house inspection. So this is a fee that actually is the first money out of your pocket. And before you even know if you're going to buy the property, but it's a very important step and important thing to pay for so the first cost, and the, typically it's around 300 to $500, depending on the square footage, because the inspectors go from square footage. Uh, they have to be licensed and certified now in British Columbia. They didn't have to years years ago. It's been now, but now they do have to be licensed, so that's good. If there was an inspection done on the property before, though, you could ask the seller or the seller's agent, find out, because then you might be able to save that cost. You might be able to get... Uh, an inspection that was done recent uh, for free or sometimes just offer half price and you can get it half off that way. Uh, or you might just want to hire your own. And then if you're purchasing land, then you have to consider three extra inspections. So that would be a well water test if there's a well. And that's around $200. Takes 
five days by the time you get the water. And I'm going to do a video on how to take this test uh, probably this coming week. But uh, once you get it into uh, the company that, that tests it, it takes about five days, two hundred around $200. Septic inspection is around $200, very important, and underground oil tank inspection. So in certain areas and certain ages of properties, you just never know. It's always a wise thing to do is have Uh, the company come out and detect if there's any underground oil tanks. And that's around $200, too. So that total cost of all the inspections and everything, you know, just the inspections alone before you decide to purchase a property is about almost $900 to $1,000 if you're buying land. So it can get pretty expensive, but it's so important to do and well worth it because septics, can you imagine if you don't test it, then it could cost thirty to fifty thousand mm-hmm. to fix. And oil tanks, oh my gosh, if there's one that's found later on that's contaminated and legally you have to decommission it and it can cost thousands of dollars to six figures. Like Oof. there's stories in the area that the buyer that ended up buying it and they didn't test it or check it. You know, it ended up costing 150000 200000 and they try to go back to the seller to, to pay for it. It's just a mess, and it's just a hassle. Oh, please just be aware uh, and have it detected. Uh, and on that note, those are the costs to be involved. And if anybody has any questions or wants a whole buyer's guide to help them out, I just email me. Uh, go onto my website and request it. I'm happy to send it to you, and it, it, it goes through what to expect when you're a buyer. Uh, and all these costs involved as well. Okay, well, with that, we should probably call it a first segment. If people want to get in touch with you, what should they do? MichelleCummins.ca. We are back with more right after this. And we are back with the second segment of the Cummins Real Estate Group show with Michelle 1L Cummins, no G, and myself, Curtis Pope, with, well, just how it spells and how it sounds. Uh, Michelle, I understand there's breaking news in the uh, world of mortgages. Yes, be prepared. July 1st, there's changes coming. So a few of my close mortgage partners reached out to me to tell me right away about this. But the first one was Kiki Berg. I love her name, Kiki Berg. Uh, the more, she goes by the Mortgage Diva. Uh, she's outside oh, I, of that. I love yeah. that. The Mortgage Diva? Yeah, she's pretty cool. Um, and so she said to me, it just, it, it's going to get tougher to get a mortgage with less than 20% down payment. So, again, effective July 1st, the following will apply to CMHC insured mortgages. So, insured mortgages. Uh, maximum gross debt service ratio drops to 35. Maximum total debt service ratio drops from 42. Minimum credit score rises from 600 to 680. And borrow down payments will be banned. So, that's like lines of credits and, you know, grabbing it from your credit card. So this means those getting an insured mortgage less than 20% down payment will now have greater restrictions and will be able to borrow less. So if you have an approval application in already, like right now you already have it in, you're okay. But if you're planning on buying soon, make sure to speak with a mortgage broker to ensure you fall within the new guidelines before getting all excited and, and you know, going to look at places, you know, definitely get in touch with a mortgage provider if you're thinking of buying anytime soon and get that pre-approval in ASAP so you know what it looks like. So this is, you know, too bad and unfortunate news because they're making it tougher to borrow, but it is what it is and we got to we gotta go with what we have. So again, thanks uh, to the Mortgage Diva, Kiki Bird, for the information and all the other great mortgage partners I have that sent 
out that information. And the great thing is Jamie Moy of DLC West Coast Mortgages, um, who's been on our show a few times, she further told me that the Bank of Canada didn't raise their rates when they met, uh, and they aren't planning to, and they don't expect them to uh, raise the rates for like another year, or at least until 2021. So that's at least some sugar, <laughs> some niceness of this. Okay, no. at least. A question for you then, is this because of uh, the whole, you know, COVID-19, the last three months that they don't want people going into further debt because of people's work up, um, you know, position and stuff like that? It is. They don't want to go, they don't want to lend. They're having a hard, they don't like lending right now. They're kind of scared of it. And this is their way of protecting themselves uh, and, and making sure that that Canadians don't go further in debt at this time. Yeah, it's kind of a mix of both. They're trying to keep the economy going. Uh, and real estate is a gigantic part of that. But at the same time, uh, they, they're they scared themselves, you know, about it. Well, so. they don't want to get us in a situation like they went through in the U.S., I guess, about, uh, you know, seven, eight years ago, right? Yeah, exactly. Canada's always been, like, the best type for, for uh, lending. Like, our bank, bank of Canada has been is just amazing. So they really stay on top of things. So I mean, we'll adjust, and it'll it'll be perfectly fine. Um, the, oh, I wanted to go in uh, then to our May stats because the May statistics came out and just a couple days ago, and I do have them again on my website, and it goes into subcategories, and I've got much detail further on that if anybody wants to know your uh, sub-area or area. But uh, May 2020 saw the Fraser Valley real estate market start to pick up again. So if you've, if you've had your hand on the pulse, you'll have noticed that. Uh, while the numbers are nowhere near last year, they are an increase from last month. Uh, this is a good sign that people have adjusted to the necessary requirements of our situation and are moving forward. Uh, both realtors and our clients have made great efforts to adapt to the changes, and it shows as we see more and more transactions happening. Uh, I mean, it, it's proof in the six uh, pending transactions I have currently right now myself. Um, so there were a total of 805 sales in the month of May, which is down 47% from last year, uh, but up and encouraging 17% from the month of April. And if you remember April stats, we were down 53% in sales. So now we're just down 47% in sales. So we are uh, getting uh, healthier or we're going slowly back to where we were. And we also saw a large amount of new listings hit the market with an increase of 50 55% over last month and down 37% from the last year. So that's good too. And you'll see that in my quick week to week snapshot I'll be doing uh, shortly here. So the benchmark price activity in the Fraser Valley. So together benchmark price, whole Fraser Valley, single family detached is now at 990,400. So that's up year over year 2.7%. And average 31 days on the market is what it's taking a property to sell. A detached home. Townhouses are at $555,000, and that's up 1.8% from last year. And it takes an average 36 days to sell a townhome right now. Apartments and condos are at $433,700, and that's up 1% from last year, and an average of 38 days on the market for condos and apartments. So now I'm going to just go into a few municipalities. We're just going to start with Abbotsford. So, and we're going to do benchmark price because it's a better pinpoint of a price point. Uh, so uh, it is up 3% year over year. It's currently at 
827,500. Uh, townhouses in Abbotsford are right now at 453,700. That's up 0.7% from last year. And apartments, condos are at 314,200. And that's just slightly down 1% from last year. So that's Abbotsford. Specifically, Mission benchmark price for detached homes are at 675,000. That's up 2% from last year. Townhouses are at 463,500. That's up 2.4% from last year. And condos, Apartments there at 349000 and that's down 2% from last year, and that's mission. Uh, Langley, we have detached benchmark prices at $1,027,000, which is up 3.9% from last year. Townhouses at 569000 that's up 2.4% from last year. And condos apartments at four hundred two, and that's up 1.8%. And then Surrey, all Surrey combined is a benchmark price detached of $1,087,000, and that's up 2.4%. Townhouses, 578000 up 2.1%. And condos are at three ninety nine, and that's up 1.7%. So that's the month by month. And I'm going to go week by week now. Quickly, everything is up and up. Everything. Well, that's uh, easy. Except yeah, right. The only the only one that's not up in in sold is uh, Chilliwack, or sorry, in listings is Chilliwack, and it's only by six. No big deal. Their solds are up though, so really everything is up and up. All listings, all solds in the whole Fraser Valley and Chilliwack area, and including Maple Ridge. That's so fantastic. So um, everything is on the up and up. Up and up. Up and up. <laughs> okay, so I imagine this weekend, as we're slowly getting back to our new now normal, I guess you probably have some open houses this weekend. I do. Uh, I'm going to have uh, Tibor Simon is a colleague and mentee of mine, and he's going to be hosting, along with Christine Allen from Haystacks Mortgages, uh, my two on Sunday. And I'm going to host mine with Christine on Saturday. So I'm kind of flipping from last week and a couple of these are almost sold. So it's pretty vital that if you're interested, please come out, have a look and don't be shy of writing an offer with subjects. Now, 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 wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. How can a house be almost sold? Isn't that like being kind of pregnant? (laughs) That means like the test is almost positive. Okay. okay. (laughs) Totally. (laughs) We've got second viewings and we've got, uh, you know, earmarks of realtors saying, yeah, my client's probably going to write. Okay. I I can, I got, you know, okay. I was a little confused there. Yeah. And, and my, our feedback and communication. Yeah. So, I mean, um, this is now, this is the weekend I've advertised them. We're going to have them anyways. Uh, but, uh, so they all are all still available, but just so you know, so the one on Sunday, uh, or Saturday, sorry, today, I'm actually going to be out at 11 o'clock. I'm going to go out to Harrison Mills, uh, and uh, showcase that beautiful property, the brand new one I talked about earlier. It's 22 off uh, Morris Valley Road in River Reach, adjacent to the Sandpiper Golf Course, and right next to, uh, well, you can see the Harrison River from it, but it's adjacent to Harrison River and at the mouth of Hemlock Ski Resort. So that's brand new home, beautiful. Come out, I'll be there at between 11 and 1 today. And then tomorrow, uh, Tibor and Christine will be out at the Maple Ridge uh, property. And please have a look on my Facebook or social media to see addresses and everything and the event pages there. So off McClure Drive in Maple Ridge, we've got a half acre, fully fenced, fully hedged, a house with in-law suite, a walkout, a daylight basement, and then a detached 1,100 square foot shop with a washroom. This property is fully usable and there's back access. It's amazing. So that's between 
12 and 2 on Sunday, and then they're going to head over to Aldergrove, uh, my property I have on 32nd Avenue, which is just an awesome, cool vibe place. It's still it, like it, uh, it's so well maintained. And the downstairs rec room, he built the bar. It's like this rough wood, huge bar. Like uh, it was awesome. You got to see it. Uh, huge lot, really good lot. You could drive to the back of the lot and build a really nice shop in the back, which is really rare there in that area to have that. Uh, and they just lowered the price. It's fantastic. And uh, yeah, so come out and uh, oh, that one's going to be from three thirty to oh, sorry, three to four thirty on Sunday. And I would love to end this segment with a quote. Well, it's kind of become our new thing. Yes, what you are looking for isn't out there. It's in you. That's deep. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, author unknown. Author uh, unknown. I noticed that all these authors are unknown. Are you just making this stuff up? <laughs> well, no, no, no. <laughs> I, don't, I don't make much up. Okay. Well, there we go. Well, if people want more information or want to get in touch with you, Michelle, what do they got to do? MichelleCummins.ca. And be sure to listen in again next week when we will talk more real estate in order to unlock your real estate potential on a show where real estate is maximized. Thanks for listening.